This time on TNT. It's closing time on my flip, buds. Donovan's new show, I Like It, with Randy Bachman sidekick. And a brand new pastime, Jeremy Taggart's Drummy Oki. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Big day, bud. Big day. It's a big day. You know, um, I can't even remember if I've mentioned it on the pod that we're doing a flip in Halifax. And it's our flip. It's our second one. It's our second flipsy. And when I say we, I mean um, uh, uh, my friend Mike is the contractor, and um, you know we've been working on this thing for several months. Yeah, it's not pressure that anyone told me to take on. It's a choice that I made. But mm-hmm. I think as someone who I don't think I'm telling tales out of school to say that I'm control freak might be overstating it, but I like to have a handle on what is up. Well, I think it's like when you're not in control, you worry. Yes. I think that's the part of it, right? Yeah. Like as I, opposed to, yeah. Yeah. So you're not, you're not needing it, but if you're not in, if you, yeah. Conciseness yeah, so, has to be there. So in this particular case, um, like, for example, uh, uh, my father-in-law and I were talking about the possibility of building something on this piece of land. Yeah. And I was sort of the middle person in conversations between he him and the, uh, it's not inspector, it's like surveyor. And I felt like I was asking questions that I didn't understand even what I was asking. So when I got the answer, I didn't know if that was the right answer or if that person answered the question that I was asking. That's, I think, when I get kind of uh, flipped out is when I I feel like I'm speaking a different language. Mm -hmm. So uh, this flip was one of those like, you guys can uh, probably have it if you take it today. No questions asked. No inspection. Like just roll the dice and it was in a really good part of town uh the house needed a lot of work whatever so um we jumped on it because there's a real shortage of things that are available in halifax so this was in may um didn't take long in investigating this house to discover that it really like despite the um uh outward appearance it really didn't have much worth salvaging but it was a um, butt joined like story and a half, and, and a heritage property vibes. Like you had to keep parts of it intact, or well, didn't have to. But there's a benefit um, for the buyer if you keep a fifteen percent of the original structure, then it counts as a renovation, not new construction. So new construction mm-hmm. has HST on it. Renovation does not. These are all things that I've learned. So we actually did keep 15%, uh, probably a little more, of the original structure, but it became clear quite quickly that it was kind of imploding on itself. So Mm -hmm. we lifted it up and separated it from the house next door. A couple of interesting things about that. That that, that sounds cheap to do that. Yeah, super cheap. (laughs) No big deal, a couple of hammers get some buddies over well and the guys that lifted it up it was jimmy's and jimmy's is uh, from windsor nova scotia and they do one thing they lift houses and they lift it when they're ready and they set it back down when they're available and there's a prime example of putting it out of control like look up in the air there's my life savings um and then wait a second can't get jimmy on the phone so yeah. There's there's obviously a lot of like permitting and city stuff and what's allowed and what can you do and what counts as salvaging and what counts as new and all this stuff. So a, a couple mm-hmm. of interesting things about separating it. First of all, we thought they were row houses attached. But when we separated ours, we saw that there were wood shingles on the side of ours that was butt joined. So ours must have been there first. And this other one was built next to it. And there's actually an inch between the two houses the whole time. So these wood shingles from the 1800s were intact. They were pristine. It was quite something. So obviously to be uh, good neighbors, we um, 
shored up the foundation and finished the newly exposed side of the neighbor's house, built a fence uh, so that her um, new single-family home and therefore more valuable home was kind of dialed and looked good, and we had some leftover sod, so put that in her yard, and I, I think she came out the other end of it pretty great. Um, so suddenly we had this structure that was not really worth fighting for except for a couple of walls and there's a shortage of places to live in Halifax affordable housing is a big issue so we opted to put a secondary suite in the basement not to be confused with a duplex a secondary suite can't have an entrance from the main floor so it has to have its own dedicated entrance around the back Um, all at a time when suddenly a two by four that used to be $2.33 $2.33 is now 8 bucks because of the Covis. Is it because of what? Shipping and like, there's just everything's, you can't find anything. I know that. Well, I think part of it everything's is too, everyone's like, well, we're going to be working from home. Might as well turn the garage into an office or might as well build that or buy that house that we've always wanted and fix it up because we have time. Yeah. We're not going to KO Coco, so we might as well uh, spend that money on something. A new deck, new whatever. I know, but it just takes the... uh, By having the price change like triple, more than triple, it makes it uh, impossible for the little guy to do stuff like this. It's just uh, disheartening. It is disheartening, and... And so there are there are a couple of other things at play. One is generally a supply shortage and shipping inconsistencies. Yeah. Um, through no one's fault, really. And I think in some cases they're genuine holdups, and in other cases they're like, sorry, but people are kind of hiding behind it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. the other part of that is uh, some of the trades, obviously, don't want to work at the same time as there are other people in the place. So it takes longer than you'd hoped and it um uh people don't want to be there at the same time so trying to kind of schedule that as an aspect of it adds yet another challenge so ultimately the bottom line is um you know we we ended up going way 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 over budget and we were lucky Mm -hmm. enough to sell it um thanks mostly to the fact that there is not much product on the market in halifax and uh, there are a lot of people anxious to buy. We had an offer from New Mexico, had a couple offers from Ontario, people just on FaceTime, sight unseen. Like set, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. How many offers? Nine. Came in? Wow. Yeah, that's about the norm. <laughs> it's it's madness, and I feel bad for anyone who's, uh, you know, trying to buy a home or wants to live and work downtown and all that stuff. But the... The interesting thing in the last week or so, as we kind of race to the finish line and as, um, uh, you know, we tried to get it closed, today is the closing day, um, in theory. One of the things is we were uh, uh, approved for a set of stairs to the side with the original structure. Then when we moved it back... um, we put stairs out the front that actually encroached on the city's property even less than the stairs that we were approved for on the side because we'd moved the house back. So it looked mm-hmm. better than um, than it would to the side because the entrance is in the middle, whatever. We had to put a new Halifax water <clears throat> shutoff thing on the grass so these new front-facing stairs uh, wouldn't go over the Halifax water thing. But again, the city, because they're working from home and much less less of a vested interest in the finish line of this, are like, well, no, you were approved for stairs to the side to do that. This is where, in the absence of actual concrete information and not understanding the process, because there's the planning and development and engineering departments, and some things go to one department and some things go to another department, and it's easy. Scary stuff. Well, it's scary because you can't, there's nowhere to go. There's no office to go right now. Yeah. There's no person to look in the eye and say, I'm so sorry. How how do I do this? So yeah. that's where uh, CSL, City as a Second Language, is just kind of giving it over to God and hoping that it happens in time. But of course, our timeline is not really relevant to the city. They don't care. So it's yeah. been it, it's been an interesting lesson because 
uh, for a couple of reasons. One is sometimes in the absence of actual information, as we've talked about before, you concoct this elaborate narrative that's not born out mm-hmm. of any truth. So you're like, well, wait a sec. Does the engineering department, are they in working with planning and development to try to delay our closing? Like, get over yourself. They're just really yeah. busy people trying to push through a huge volume of work. It has nothing to do with me. Um, yeah. So do you- so when this is all said and done, do you think you'll do another one or you're like going to shut it down for a bit and buy some Bitcoins instead? Well, this is whatever. the thing. This was the other epiphany that I had. All of this stress. And this has been the first time I've ever, like I've, as you have been on stage in front of thousands of people, I don't get nervous. That's my comfort zone. This is the first time I have had physical um, symptoms because of a stressful situation, like not big, but there's been a little tightness in my chest the last couple of days. I've had a bit of an eye twitch. I'm not sleeping great. Yeah. And I realized this morning I was driving Suge to school and I was talking about occupancy permits and, you know, hoping to hear from the engineer at the city and I could see her eyes glaze over. Yeah. And I was like, wait a sec. So I started asking her about pop music and she got really engaged and livened up. And I was like, you know what? It's easy to think when you're going through something like this, which is self-induced. It's easy to think that everyone has as much of a dog in the hunt as you do, which is, it's a great reminder to realize that no, they don't. But also it's my own fault. And the truth is I actually kind of like it. That's what's really weird. it's a rush, man. It's like, you know, that, that when you're uh, sweating, that legit, like, oh, my God, I've lost, you know, a, a ton of cash. <laughs> like, because that can happen the other way. And, and to know, to be on the edge, basically, of, like, providing for your family, that get, to get over that and, and get past it, it's like, that's a huge amount of uh, adrenaline that's uh, in and out of your body. And of course, there's going to be a a plus side of it because you just got through a really challenging situation and made it to the positive thing, which is the only way to really do anything in life. That's that that's you know a, a big situation like that. It, it, you're going to get that because it's even like when that's why they say moving is so stressful for people. And me myself, I'm in the same boat of like looking for places. It's like bidding to bid on a house. I bit was bidding on a house a couple of days ago and lost it. That you know, you think you're gonna, your life's gonna change and you see yourself somewhere and it disappears. Like that, those are uh, the parts of your body and the parts of your your being that that get fired up in those situations. And it definitely makes sense that you're, uh, you kind of get a rush from it. Well, and this is the thing. So this conversation with Suge this morning, where I realized she's bored out of her mind, was part of it. And then the second part of it that kind of took my head out of my own A was I was driving in town this morning and uh, saw a buddy of mine who was directly affected by Portapic. Uh, he lost his wife and his wife was pregnant with a child and he's there working for the town and having a couple laughs with the boys as they work in town and it you just don't have to look very far to be reminded that what we sometimes perceive as a huge problem is, again, this was totally my fault. I did this to myself, but it's still easy in that sense to get caught up in, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then you realize, well, if I lost money or I made a bit of money compared to those real problems. I said this to you via yeah, text well, yesterday. Like th- this is not a problem, yeah. but no. But if you if you if you lost it and lost your whole investment, you you're you might be rethinking what you have to do, like in the next yep. you know six months. To, so that that's a huge thing. You know, that's definitely when you're when you're in that world of uh, you know to, you know renovating and making flipping places. It's yeah, it's it's really uh, risky, especially if you go over budget and you can, cause you know, the place isn't going to sell unless you do X, Y, and Z. Right. I so know. You have and to go. well, this was the, this was the 
a fascinating thing. Again, as I said, in the absence of actual information, you kind of fill in the blanks as you're speculating and refreshing your inbox to see if a city engineer will write you back. And then you talk to them. They're a total bud. Right? Like, sorry, Mr. Call, man. Um, Yeah, I'm just looking into that right now. Um, I'll get back to you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you forget everyone is working from home. Everyone is inundated, overwhelmed, doing the best they can, trying to get it done. Um, yeah, but, but I've just been reminded time and time and time again, how actual information, like I've said before, you imagine the worst case scenario, this abstract in your mind is often worse than when you say it out loud and realize, well, I could probably figure that out, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so alas, fingers crossed today is the day. Yeah. Well, that's good. Congrats. And, and uh, it, like you said, it was, a, 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 you know, you learn every single time you've done this, you've learned something huge, right? Yes. So what Big is your time. strategy when you, when you look at a house and to want to manage your own expectations and know that it might not go your way, but you kind of have to allow yourself to visualize it enough to determine whether you're interested yeah, in throwing you your hat in there. the ring? I know for sure, and that's happened. Uh, it, it's happened a couple times, but uh, I don't know. The thing about it is, like that, w- what we've come to realize is, is to stay in this neighborhood, you just have to get a place that's not going to be perfect. It, it's something that might need a little love, but it's going to be probably good lot or size or whatever it is that you're looking for. That for me, me, it's like I need certain amounts of space, and the kids do, and places to work so um it's not like a typical house is is um it has to kind of have have a a different vibe like i'm 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 feeling bungalows these days are you like old school bungalows yeah i like the the uh one floor you know what i mean or the up a couple steps here and there nothing big maybe it's because this place has so many stairs and it's kind of skinny but long in that like a big kind of that that vibe this house but um i think i'm feeling like the one floor with a window looking outside (laughs) but also a place to work you know so i can drum and make music and and whatever else production stuff so well it's like um um, it's like uh it's been difficult it's like House Hunters International, how they have house number one was in the neighborhood they want, but was way over budget. Yeah. House number two is a little further, but it had everything they needed. And house number three was the right price, but it needs a lot of work. Those are the yeah. like those are the decisions you have to make. And the other thing is now when you when you get in these bidding wars, and if you bid on a house, like the banks and all the lenders, um, if something goes for three hundred thousand over asking. That, that they're not going to necessarily lend to that extent on your mortgage, right? So that they'll be like, yeah, that extra 300 that you put over the list price that we're going to bring in our, our appraisal and it'll be probably closer to that, to the list price at least. So you literally have to come up with that extra 300 grand yourself. Which is on like, on top of how? your down payment, which is like, yeah, who, who in, on the planet can do that? So, um, it just uh, makes it more difficult, but it, it's getting, it's gotten, it, that's how out of hand it is now. Every time uh, you see a house, there's like 10 different people that are on it. And every house that we've looked at, it's like, oh, it's been on the market for six hours or it's been on the market for uh, 12 hours and they're holding offers till next week. Whoa. So, so that's, that's just how it, all, it constantly is. And I, I think, uh, I think I hope people are getting sick of having to be in a bidding war every time you want to get a house. Like it's really like our a realtor sold his place and he said that or got bought his place and he said there was like seventy offers or something insane, like sixty five people that are interested. Sixty five. Yeah, like you get people like. 35, 40, 50 people all just kind of putting in their two cents. No. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. 65 people. <laughs> so I guess the move is like something's listed for 768 and you just offer 2.4 subject to financing. Well, yeah, but even if it's 35 people, like, what's the difference? It's insanity. Yeah, it's insanity. Like, even you, like, when you see, when you see nine offers on on your property, like, that's a lot, that's a crazy amount of action and, and different, different uh, people that you're going back and forth with. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, nuts. But now it's, it's, it's out of control, yeah. But this is what I say to the people, if... And maybe I've said this before, but if you can't afford to buy something where you live, buy something somewhere else. Buy a duplex in St. John or a fourplex in Winnipeg or whatever you can swing. So you're starting the process and you're building up equity, you know? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, if if, uh, because you can. Yeah, you can try and stay. Um where you all of a sudden you ha- you have no mortgage to a huge mortgage and if you lose that then that's it you know you're probably better off buying a place that you know in time will come up, come to that value again as opposed to you know pissing it away well that's the other thing cuz if you buy a place like a set of flats in a place that you don't live then your mortgage is probably going to be cheaper than the two rents that you get so then you're chipping yeah. away at your own rent a little bit with your rental income. There you go. Rent skis. Rent skis. So what have you been up to? I was just uh, dealing with the freezing cold that just kind of ended today. So that was nice. Uh, we got the uh, Wendy and John, next. our neighbors, got the rink rocking in the back. It's a beautiful rink. Oh, is that um, their rink? I've seen a couple pictures of it. Yeah, they, they, they keep it up, and uh, we shovel when we can, but mostly when we can, then, then it happens. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. So just trying to go outside when possible. Kids are doing good. Lisa's doing good. We're just uh, literally every day combing, looking for houses. We've extended uh our stay here at this place till june 1st so we have more time to to look for a place great but uh yeah because we don't want to be in the position of having to force ourselves into wanting to get something we don't dig yes and uh and in in i don't know uh like two weeks ago it was like oh let's just rent somewhere forget it forever or I, I don't know, maybe a year, but then you think like that's a lot of money that's just gone. So uh, houses have been kind of flooding on the market the last few days. So I'm thinking now that the weather's starting to get better and springs here, there have they at least be? Yeah, there has been a lot of houses that have come on. So I'm assuming that uh, the spring will yield. Uh, a flood of the, the of the market a bit, so the demand isn't so crazy. It's almost spring too in, already. In, yeah, imagine in Halifax if all of a sudden there was a flood down there, and it wouldn't be such a grind for people that are buying. But right now you're just dealing with people in New Mexico online. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Well, it'd be I'm pretty scary buying be, a place from New Mexico too. Although they were the only super low ball. Yeah. Americanos, like, a... just throwing a, you know what? Let's offer them 189.5 and just see. I think it was, like, a kid that was coming there for school or something. Oh, that's a good Bu- guess. Buying a place for them instead of uh, the expensive dorm costs. I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of those Ontarioites that come out to here to go to school and their folks buy them less so these days because the prices have gone up so much. But it used to be like, yeah, let's buy a fourplex for two sixty nine, and then uh, we'll sell it at a little profit when they finish their four years. Ah, those kids did not fit in move. great around here. <laughs> oh man, right? Like that's using the Q funny. word. This place is so quaint. Oh no, yeah. you guys are so cute. Ah. The kid, the kid coming home from the four corners that lives there, black eye every time. Yeah, <laughs> going down a pizza the corner. The kid that owns it. 
Um, Pizza Corner hasn't seen much action, and the dome is undergoing yeah. a huge renovation. It's like everything is uh, topsy-turvy. It's still crazy with the uh, construction downtown, right? Yeah, it's nuts. Like, is there, Can you get around? Sort of. It's, there's it's just traffic and then no, but like people don't like there's not as there's not really walking around as much like people hanging. There's nowhere to hang. It's traffic and holes like construction holes where buildings used to be and where buildings will soon be. But my my fear is like, you know how Boston there's still flavor. There's still like old timey yeah. 1800s like they would build a road around a little church just to kind of yeah. salvage it. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, Halifax is becoming a little mixed retail residential building space styles. Like everything's yeah. sort well, of I... of the same flavor and not, doesn't really pay loving tribute to its seafaring, <laughs> well, yeah. wasted past. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of the older things, it's like, oh no, that's just a hotel from 1968. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some of the history is gone, but the the challenge is the a lot of the Victorian houses, Victorian houses are made of wood, and as it starts to fall apart and stuff, people just fire some vinyl over it because it's cheaper hey, remember and faster. This, remember this jam, baby, come back. <laughs> Makes you want to get into things. Listen, no, listen to the bass at the beginning. <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the hot guy, the guy that ended up on the soap. He's playing bass. But, Who knows? It is. <laughs> yeah, the Ron Moss or whatever. He's he's all over the place. Boodoo. <laughs> but it's a it's a total caveman bass part. Like boom, 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 boom. Right. <laughs> And it and you can tell he's playing with a pick, which is like, you know, <laughs> how can you tell? Playing, you can hear the set like the tone of a pick, and it's like, well, would, if you could play with your fingers, you think you'd play this bass line like with a pick like this, like no slight to guys that plays with a way the with a pick, but usually if guys who play bass with a pick, they can play with their fingers as well and they're choosing that way but there are some of those guys who can't play with their fingers so they play with a pick and that's what i think what this guy is because <laughs> it's just so off it's kind of off a bit like he's not really in the pocket <laughs> well the only reason to play with a pick is because you can play faster right well not that it's just like it maybe their fingers hurt after a while or whatever <laughs> Like it's just like not they can't get the right sound, the tone wasn't coming. <laughs> but it's just so funny, they're like, Well, we can't kick him out, man. Look at him. All the girls every show they come around him. I know, but wouldn't you want him not in that band for that reason? No, because they he gets like the people come into the shows. <laughs> Be the guy in the band, right? That's like Come on, man. We gotta get rid of him. He's a man <laughs> rocket. The other, but the other guys, it's like, man, this is the only reason people are coming to see us. Look how many autographs he's signed and after the show and the big lineup to him. Typically, like, who comes up with the bass line? Up. The bass player? Or does someone... Yeah, for sure. Or does whoever wrote the song go, wouldn't it be cool if you did something like, go, do that? <laughs> a bone, a Buddha. Are you are you saying like maybe he could have done something else? Well, <laughs> a little more. I don't have a problem with the bass line itself. I got a problem with the performance. <laughs> but I can just see just the. I love the a the, the idea of their their um, band dynamic being just all kind of screwed up because never they like took a break and he got on the soap and like two weeks off well that's what they get <laughs> that's what they get if you're gonna take a break you're gonna lose them <laughs> yeah, that's what happened they Boot off up. for two weeks and he's doing bold and beautiful like you guys aren't getting my vibe that's fine i'm gonna go i'm gonna go knock out an under five on moesha kickstart my career 
<laughs> Boom. Boot up. <laughs> How does the All chorus right. of that song go? Baby, come back. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's in the Yacht Rock category. Yeah, it is. Boot up. <laughs> I just realized it's actually a pretty, pretty long intro. No kidding. I thought you kept just restarting it. <laughs> no, I did. I did. <laughs> but I'm just saying it is long anyway. No kidding. Let's let that take us to break. I have to go pick up sugar. We'll finish yeah. up later. Okay. BRB. All right. Let me ask you this right quick, you know what I mean? It's Donovan. You're listening to my radio show. I like it. Yeah? Hope your week is going well. Nice of you to carve out some time in your busy schedule to join me. And my guest today, Randy Bachman. Hello, Randy. Hey, Donovan, how you doing, buddy? I'm never better. If there was any better, there'd be two of me. It's great to see you, Donovan. It's great to see you, too. We're doing our show on the Zoom because of the pandy. Alas, Randy Bogman, you know on this show we talk about things that we like. Uh, we volley back and forth on things that each of us has discovered on our travels uh, shall I start, or shall you start? It's your show, Randy. Donovan, jeez, I'm nervous. <laughs> Randy, don't be nervous, for heaven's sakes. You've played concerts to several hundred people at once. No need to be nervous. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, I'll go ahead then. Um, something, let me tell you, something that I like is... Uh, infinity pools it's like you're looking Ooh. at the ocean i stayed in a it's uh not an airbnb it was a vrbo in um uh cinque terre a vrbo yes a, a verbo and you can see the infinity pool you can see it looks like the pool goes right into the ocean we could see um what's the name of that tiny island that the shorts and capri we can see oh, the island wow. of Capri. That sounds awesome. That, I like it. Yeah? Ah, I like... You know what I like, Donovan? What? I like Wonka bars. Wonka bars. Real ones, though. What? What's a Wonka bar? Like, really, real Willy Wonka bars. You know, there's an actual factory underground in Budapest where... He's there, and it's real. I guess the movie and the book was based on it. But it's a place, and I, I, I get my chocolate there all the time. It's, uh, it's the best chocolate in the world. Willy Wonka, real. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I like? I actually had, I, I went on, I did on a tour there. I went, I was, uh, I was just doing a PTO European run, and I uh, got down to Budapest, and, uh, they took me down there underground, and uh, they, you know, they even have, uh, you know, they have what you would call Oompa Loompas in there. There's the, these little guys running around and all colorful faced and sh shapely. It's just unbelievable, you know? Rivers of chocolate, everything. So it's just crazy. Uh, when so, you so, yeah, were... I, like, I like Wonka bars, Donovan. When you were in B.O., what what were some of the places that you liked to play when you were in the band B.O.? When I was in B.O., B.T.O., you mean? Is that what it is, yeah? Yeah, B.T.O., yeah, I love the place. I like Japan, love Japan. Uh, I love, uh, I love Morocco. I love Hawaii, you know. Got a place there. My turn, Randy. This is growing okay. tiresome. Uh, another thing that I like is San Diego to Santiago night flight. Yeah? The smell of jet fuel and a cocktail. 
maybe a bird on your lap after they turn out the main cabin lights. San Diego to Santiago. Wow, that sounds amazing. It's I, my favorite flight you know, pattern, yeah? Uh, you like that, eh? I do. You know what I like for travel? I like space travel. I, uh... Uh, I got built a bathroom in my place right here. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, I actually got, uh, you know, Elon, Elon's younger brother, younger, taller brother, elongated Musk. He came and built in my bathroom and actually I can beam up into space. Uh, I get my best thinking done up there. Okay. It just you sit there, you press a button and you're in space. I don't know how it happens. It's literally like uh, like they did it in Star Trek. Okay. So, uh, I like space travel. Do you know what I like, Randy? Is lie detector tests. When, when oh, you, people, you do, do you? When people aren't telling the truth and they get hooked up to lie detectors and the, <clears throat> the little machine says, I don't think so, Randy Bachman. Well, I mean, there was a, a time I took... of course, I, if you were the one... I, uh, no, I mean, I, t- I actually took one and it, it, uh, it was completely, uh, you know, a, a thing doesn't do anything. I tried a lie and it doesn't do anything. So you are admitting that on occasion you've been known to lie... No, what I'm saying is I'm maybe my barometer of life is just uh, so extravagant that uh, no matter what I say, it just does not read. One thing that I like, um, Randy Bachman of BO, if you're just joining us, that's who's on the phone, is uh, there's a bar that in the tiny Greek island of Ikaria. There's a bar where they serve... Liqueur, but with uh, you can order your drink Gibraltar. Do you know what that is? Gibraltar, the place like in Northern Africa. Well, that's the reference, yeah. But when you oh, order your yeah. drink Gibraltar, it's just with one rock of ice. Hmm. That's cool. In Korea, that's pretty cool. You know what I like? What? Separation surgery. Separate I, uh, you from your ego. No, I had it in the in the in the in the early seventies. I had a thing where a separation surgery. It's you know it's, it was secretive and it was done in a uh, MIT place that was in the Midwest. And uh, you basically take part of yourself to grow another person. And I just felt musically, I uh, and just in life, I just wanted to explore other genres. So I built another person in the early 70s, and, uh, you know, I'm that other person as well. And it actually uh, had a thrive, I have a thriving career with this other person, too. It's just unbelievable. I got to, to do uh, everything I ever wanted in, in not just rock and roll, but now in, in hip-hop as well. So it's Letcher Buckman slide. Do you is... want a hint who it is? Okay. Kanye is the only thing I can say. Okay. Do you know what I like, Randy Bachman? I like when there's a a musical performer who's maybe in a band and they did okay. But maybe the uh, songwriter and guitar player's uh, son released a single that eclipsed the dad's entire career. Have you seen that phenomenon? No, I I wouldn't uh, wouldn't know what you're talking about. So uh, you're not, you're, when you're Julian not Lennon about, right? released Valant, okay, yeah, I like that record. I actually uh, played a little bit on that album. Didn't you produce that? You called me in for a couple sessions. You produced the album Valant. No, I just played some rhythm guitar on it. I just used another name. Okay. I think, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was doing some stuff with Nile Rogers and I, I don't know I got on a plane I just I feel I feel like sometimes you have a bit of trouble with the truth it kind of you massage the truth a little bit you know what else I like Donovan 
What? I like MMA training. I started doing that a few years ago, actually, with uh, George St. Pierre, Paul and Mary. That's not... That, no, that it was... No, it's Peter, Paul and Mary. George, no, George St. Pierre's brother, Peter, is George St. Pierre, Paul and Mary. He's actually a bigger, stronger, more of a teacher than a... Anyway, he won't fight me anymore. I've gotten to that point. I've uh, just developed so many moves and ground fighting techniques that he just... Uh, he brings in people from around the world to fight in my little octagon I have here. Have you ever heard of um, George St. Pierre Elliot Trudeau? That's, that's their, their, yeah, the relation to them. I, you know, uh, but I tell you, I just got the best moves. Like I'm, I got one where it's just basically a left hook that takes you out called the Deviated September. It's, it, it, it's, it's septum. It, it leaves you gone till November, my deviated September. Randy. Watch out. I, I feel like you struggle with the truth a little bit. And that the one thing I like is when people tell the truth. I'll just, we're just talking about stuff that I like. Okay. What uh, other things do you like? Something that I like is, um, do you know the song V's Eyes? Can't remember who sang it, but it goes like, V's Eyes, do 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 do. I mean, Cry very funny. Night, it's do 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 do. Yeah, you. that's a, that's me. What? Well, I mean, Burton's singing, but uh, you know, I wrote that pretty much for him. Sorry, it's not the words that I like. The it's the the voice of the person who sings it. Who is it? Burton Cummings. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah. But what I really oh, like sure about Burton Cummings is his solo work. The records yeah, he, he did always... after he left that band, they were rubbish. What, what band was he in? I can't recall. Well, what are you talking about, Donovan? Are you uh, just trying to make fun of me right now? Oh, are you still here? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, okay. Um, you've been listening to I Like It. I'm Donovan. My guest today was Tao Buckman, most famous, most talented of the Buckmans. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Donovan. Donny, <laughs> Randy just taking it to a whole new level. Super turbo outer space lies. <laughs> hey, so I have, um, there's some exciting news in Torrens land. And uh, yeah. I told you a little bit about this uh, off the line. Um, mm -hmm. As you know, Carol used to have a clothing store years ago. And uh, she she had it when um, Suge was a little baby, and it was called Sugar Daisy Boutique, and she would take Suge to work with her. And instead of a yeah. back room, there was a little nap room, and that's where Suge hung out all the time. And then when Indy was born, it, um, it became a lot to take both little babies to the store, and her focus changed. And so she stopped and has devoted uh, all of her time to um, making sure they're... Uh, cared for and nice little girls. Yeah, um, it's a busy life. Yeah, super busy life. Yeah, two full time jobs, and yeah. uh, in addition to doing you know the accounting and book work for our company and uh, all kinds of other interests. Um, but mostly, as I know you are familiar with, um, she put herself last and yeah. uh, put uh, the needs and wants of everyone else in the family. And it, it's such an instinctive and well honed reflex that mm. I, I've been watching. She'll be in the middle of something and one of the kids will say, where's the... And she'll just stop what she's doing. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, in an exciting turn of events, she is opening Sugar Daisy Boutique 2.0. Love it. That's awesome. And where it, is it? It's at uh, Sunnyside Mall in Bedford, Nova Scotia. It's not open just yet, um, but it's coming in the next week. And... Uh, Sugar Daisy Boutique will be home to 
the in-house clothing brand Indigo Summer. That's amazing. And so well, that's a lot of a lot of stuff, though. A lot of uh, so she's done all the designs and different styles of clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't Crazy. it won't exclusively be Indigo Summer. That'll be one of the lines that's carried there. Um, but she's carrying a lot of lines that the people want, and uh, she's always just had an instinctive knack for like what will be in fashion or what's coming um which is uh just incredible um it's just innate in her and something that she's um instinctively really good at so we're all man that's cool we're all excited for her to do this thing for herself and even though she's been super busy kind of getting it together and doing most aspects of it herself, like chipping away at the website and you need an interact machine and you need, um, you know, someone to do the renovations to the store and you need building yeah. materials. Um, she also still stops mid sentence and jumps right into, you know, momhood or whatever needs done. Um, it's quite, it's quite staggering what she accomplishes in the run of a day and i know lisa's the same way um but but mostly i'm just really happy for her that she's doing something for herself yeah that's amazing so then it's uh and i guess it's good timing with things are hopefully you know getting back to normal and opening up this year yeah exactly that's good yeah Yeah. and it's in a, a really good location and um she really enjoys it which is hard to remember sometimes too when you're working so hard to get something going like wait a sec this is actually kind of fun um so i'm really proud of her and the nice thing is too she's um she's always been such a good role model for them but um she's doing it for herself definitely but a nice kind of side uh side part of that is that the girls are psyched. They want to work there. They've been helping out. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to paint uh, horseshoes and sell them there and raise money for charity. Nice. Um, so it, wow. f- it feels like a real family endeavor. But I'm excited about that. Like we're coming to the end of a couple of chapters and the start of a couple brand new chapters. And that's what life is about, bud. Yeah, well, I mean, this will be in the next step. It won't be long before the girls can actually be in there helping and working. No kidding. Not not too far around the corner. I know. And it, it's uh, pretty cool. It's neat how Suge is a little budding fashionista and likes looking through the lookbooks with Carol and kind of trying to pick what orders they should do for fall and stuff. And then Indigo Summer is kind of inspired by Indy's personality, which is... Um, she has the soul of an artist and she's a songwriter and storyteller nice. and uh, uses a lot of color in her drawing and stuff. Um, so yeah. it does have the personality of, of both of them. And That's it's a great. warm, friendly spot and stylish to boot. The, uh, are they, are the piano lessons are back going again now that things have opened up. Oh, are they? Last week. So they can, yeah. So that's good. Were they doing them on the Zoom? No, they were just uh, working on their lessons. So there was kind of breaks and then uh, just keeping it up. But yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Starting to get to the point where they're, you know, um, they can. It won't be long before they're, you know, be, be able to start improvising and understanding even what that is. It's funny if you think about. Because I never learned music by, I took lessons, but I never learned like songs only on paper, which is interesting to think of how they're learning how to play. It's it, they have to read it, or else they can't just play it without the sheet. So it's, it's it's kind of backwards in my thought process. So it's interesting to see um, them learning that, but now them starting to get comfortable enough on it to actually start creating their own ideas and playing things that they hear by ear and, you know, eventually being able to, to, to play songs without reading it. That's so been uh, the real kick is yeah. um, watching Suge like, wait a sec, hear a song on the radio and then go down to the music room in the basement. I'll hear the amp get clicked on and she's kind of yeah, noodling, like trying to figure it out. 
That's the best. It's the best because then you realize, <laughs> wow, I can express myself in, in terms that I relate to and understand through music. Yeah. What an epiphany. Yeah. So Suge joined Did- um, rock band at her junior high. and Oh, cool. That's right. It's what on instrument again? Just guitar? Guitar, obviously. yeah. And it's on Tuesdays and, and, and it starts at whatever, uh, three. But her school gets out at two. So in the meantime, there's concert band. Like you're here anyway, you might as well join concert band. So she's been learning yeah. percussion and concert band and then going to rock band afterwards. Um, That's great. Perfect foundation for music. More. Yeah. Did you do any of that stuff rhythm. in school? I was always like, like I did terrible in music in high school. I was in music in grade nine and it was like, I, I might have failed. I can't remember, but it was just like the worst. <laughs> like the teacher was a jerk. I Did, told you about the teacher. He was like, he'd call guys faggot face. Whoa. Yeah. Just out of the blue, that's what he would say. I was like, what the hell's going on hearing that kind of stuff? And he Why? would just start yelling at people. One of those guys that would last like two seconds now in a classroom. Was he, he, he like a coaster for, towards played, retirement? No, it's because he played professionally, so he felt like he didn't need to be teaching one of those guys. What did he like, play? I don't know if it was like he played like horn and like the boss brass or one of those bands. No. Right? So he just had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he was a dick, man. Total dick. He was so a professional I, I had, horn player? I, I, loved, I loved music, but I didn't feel like I was learning or got any vibes in that music class. All I would do is like, try and get the room after school so I could crush the drums. So what kind of stuff did you do in his music class? Like, 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 uh, La Bamba, you know, like just bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And like, everyone's like flat out no one's playing in time it's just brutal <laughs> yeah what were you doing in there drums playing the just stupid like I, you can't even like there's not even hi-hats involved yet like in the right so of the so I'm just, you're not even really playing. And there was another drummer that was a good drummer, so we would just like do all these stupid fills all the time, like how we do as a bit even. Obviously way more crappy, Like shakum, katum, 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 bragadaga. Yeah, and then like, you know, get yelled at by the teacher. Some ob- off- awful expletive. Here's the crazy thing. Suge is a good rapper, and she had to do a book report. She had the choice of, like, making up a song or a dance or a thing, and she did it. She wrote a rap about it. So I was playing drums, and she was playing guitar and rapping in the video that we made for her book report. And (laughs) I can't just sit back. I have to, like, overshoot the runway on some of the fills and stuff. Like. Oh, like, for sure. Like, I, in <laughs> right. between takes, I'd have a little pep talk with myself. Like, come on, man. Like, take a log off. But I couldn't so like help playing. it. <laughs> Too many words in the in the salad. No, like, doom, pa. Did no clams? Doom, digga, digga, doom, pa. Oh, doom, digga, right digga, away? Doom, pa. No doom, way. Skunk, doom, no way. No way. No like way. I, I don't have the patience to wait to the chorus even, to start to party. Can't even wait. Can't even wait four bars or four beats. So, <laughs> generally speaking, as a drummer, do you party during the verse and then keep it locked in the chorus, or the other way around, or you switch it up and that's the whole thing? Well, I mean, uh, fills are supposed to be something that builds into a section so it takes you from a verse to a chorus or uh for me it's whatever the vocal is doing i follow that so sometimes the fills are going with the vocals so you fit it in there rhythmically but um generally it's in between like uh if if you're 
if a singer leaves a hole, that's the better spot to do the fill as opposed to doing the fill over the voice. But I would find ways to play <laughs> fills with the vo- with the voice. Like if you hear songs like Automatic Flowers or Superman's Dead or Clumsy, like the drums are very busy, super busy, but they're following the vocal like crazy. So it doesn't matter. I'm getting away with it that way. So was anyone ever like, we can probably take a log off there, but no, it was that was just the way that that record was a lot of those that the vibe was very rhythmic so um if the drums were busy that's kind of it would be vocals and drums almost in in spots as opposed to like a riff happening and then the the, the riff would happen in between so um because the vocals were really rain uh was very you know he I would say, in a sense, would fill a lot of words in and would be doing a lot of vocals, like not a lot of breaks. So, mm. and, and uh, so I would just follow the rhythm of the melody and just kind of to I, sometimes to create space or sometimes add space, uh, sometimes to add space or give movement or, you know, give less movement. I guess if it's but, wall yeah. to wall singing. You have to kind of wedge your way in. Exactly, for sure. And uh, the best, you know, you can't go against the grain. The other instruments can. That's the whole point. Like if someone has to, if especially if there's a vocal happening, you can't go rhythmically away from that, or else you're just gonna the ear will be like, "What's happening? Why are you trying to create something that's ultimately fighting with the vocal?" What does that mean? Create to- space. Uh, well, I mean, if, if, uh, if I'm playing a beat that's like double time or something like a oopa, 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 you could take away the, the accent and this uh, double the accent and, and do it half. So creating space instead of going, ooh, ga, do, ga, do, ga, you could be like, ooh, do, da, do, ga, do, you know what I mean? Like give it more room. Ah. By, by you know, playing less. The, yeah, and and sometimes adding you can add rhythm in patterns to give motion. For example, so some well, for something that feels like like uh like up on Cripple Creek by the band like a, if it's like really slot like a kind of soupy in the up on Cripple Creek, you know that that beat, as opposed to if you would have heard anything else in 1965 to eight that was up on Cripple Creek, the drums would be up on Cripple Creek. She moves me, you know, it'd be that's what it would be. But he creates all this space, but by going like that kind of drumming it's it's you know where you're breaking it down but still keeping the motion uh those are the you know those to me the the drummers that did that are the kind of game changers okay so when you were just saying that out loud the song that popped into my head was woman in chains by tears for fears yeah and that's is, is, I believe that's Mel Gaynor on that track, who's a wicked drummer, so because yeah. he leaves space and creates movement. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Manu Cache on the Somewhere Down the Crazy River. Yes, that or Steve Gadd in Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover. That. Yeah, like they're those are just like old New Orleans kind of style grooves, but where they would add motion to something that's kind of slow, so it's got groove to it. It's good stuff. Super Spicy. good stuff. Yeah. Boom, paka, dagajum, boom, rukum, da, dagajum, boom, pupita, rakajum, boom. That's it. So as long as it's as long as it's tasty, 
You know, it's all good. Okay, so let's do drumioki for a second. I'm gonna sing <laughs> "Woman in Chains" and you're gonna do the karaoke version of the drums. Ready? <laughs> well, I don't even. I don't. I don't know if that song really, other than the the chorus. Doom, so I'm just gonna guess. Ba, ba, doom, bam. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ready? You better yeah. love loving and you better behave. <laughs> no, dude, I don't know. That's the verse, you isn't love it? Better loving and you better behave. Hey. <laughs> Woman in chains, woman in chains. That's 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 I almost like um drumioki better than karaoke. Bing chaka Especially that electric drum Peter Gabriel stuff. Good job, bud. Oh, the Lin, the Lin drums. Boom, boom, boom. Bring a gong, 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 Bring a gong, 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 gong. Good job, bud. Good job. Bye, bye.